episode 413. Thank you all for listening to episode 412, Not Dame Time. I am Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Bear. And Parrot. No dub. Dub is on sabbatical for the next pretty much probably around 20 episodes, 10 weeks, unless they uh, unless they go further into the into the playoffs, then it might be longer playoffs. playoffs. So we won't have dub for about three months, but uh, he, he sends his regards and he's going to send his picks every week and uh, we'll see him soon. Cody's going to call in whenever he can. He said he's just you know, he's he's so done with work. He says he's just going to walk around the plant, call in and act like he's on a call. <laughs> And I need to let him know that we're we are recording, so that he's he's ready to go with it. But Cody, he he showed up a little bit. He had some good hits the other day. He, but at the end, I mean, I think he because he hits a natural draw, but then he started hitting. <laughs> he was not drawing anymore. He was either hitting it straight right, or he was slicing <laughs> towards the end yeah. there. I'm assuming he probably hasn't had. Um, he hasn't played much golf this year either. So since no. Since he's back on the, the the dark time shift, that night shift that uh, kind of kills your life right there. So, oh, he's 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 so busy. That dude just works all the time. He's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm done. <laughs> so I don't know how much longer he's gonna last at that place because he's like, this is this is too much. Well, he's only got like you know 20 years to go. Yeah, told him I can hire him as a driving instructor. Could you imagine him as a driving instructor? Um, look here, man. Look. <laughs> Hey, you don't need the turn signal because that's in the other America. Yeah. That works. I, I can just hear him already. Look here, man. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, he'd be so nice about it. And he'll look at it, and everybody in that driver's seat will be Peapod. <laughs> that's how he's going to be. I already that's know. What he, first thing he'd ask, do you watch wrestling? Yeah. You like AEW? Get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could hear him already. Get out of the car. Get, yeah, yeah. Get in the car. Get out of the car. Step so, off, step off the scale. Right. So we got to thank some people. Thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, first sponsor of Over the Line Podcast. Thank you to Brandon. If you visit allworkclothing.com, mention Overline Podcast, he's going to hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Daytona Beach, Florida. That's right. We're going to get into that a little bit later. So thank you, Sean. It is about to be fall season. Aeration and seeding is coming up. Get in touch with Crandall's and they will hook you up with that friends and family discount. Just mention over the line podcast. Thank you to Sparty Steve. We got to see him over the weekend at the golf outing. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a bit, but saw Sparty Steve, and uh, he is one of the title sponsors of the golf outing. It was nice to see him, and, of course, we thanked him for doing what he does best, which is uh, support what he does. He's very, very big on supporting the community, so we can't thank him enough. Thank you, Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, you guys know where to go. Get to Amazon.com and get that book, Dating or Dating Sucks But You Don't, excuse me, and get to DatingTransformation.com. That's where you need to go. Amazon.com for the book, DatingTransformation.com for Connell's free consultation. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you need it. So before we get into, you know, the sports, we're going to do a little, little reversing here. Let's talk a little bit about Double Double E first, what's going on in wrestling. Uh, how about that? Uh, I know you watched it. I watched it, that Edge biography on A&E. What would you think of that? 
I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, good luck into the life of Edge. Um, and I, you know, with everything that he went on, I mean, he was, uh, he was going to be a wrestler from pretty much day one, um, kind of tragic beginning with his uncle, um, no dad, single mom did everything for him. Um, and his uncle passing away early in a car accident pretty much took him into wrestling and pretty much every story about his, um, you know, his mom getting, you know, money or loans from his grandparents or finding ways to get him to wrestling events or to wrestling school or anything like that. Uh, meeting Jay Russo, AKA Christian, you know, in eighth grade and then legit, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't realize oh, they knew each other that at that age. I, knew I thought it was later. I thought it was in wrestling school. I didn't realize yep. it was in literally before high school, they knew each other and were buddies. And so, they get, and he said that Jay was Jay or Christian as we know him was very quiet and yeah, didn't shy, have like friends you know? either. Yeah, and, and that's how they that's how he got out there in the world and um, you know met some people. So yeah, really really cool backstory with all that and then everything. Obviously, as he went through and his his neck issues and everything, and then um, you know his final his final neck issue that we thought was going to put him out forever. And then, you know, knowing Beth and the kids and, you know, all that. And then obviously his mom passing was, you know, was sad and you know, it's his only parents. So he can only imagine, um, you know, what goes on with that, but, you know, understanding that he knew that knowing that Beth was there to take care of him, you know, it made, you know, it healed the process a lot faster, which was you know nice to hear and understanding. So and it was good to hear about Beth too, that like he had to go through her, like she yeah. was the big roadblock. Yeah. I was surprised at that too. I figured she would be the one to say, yeah, go do it. But I get it because they said legitimately you could get into a fender bender, not a big car, a fender bender and die because yeah. it was so fucked up. Um, and the fact that he's wrestling at all is just impressive. So, and you can tell, like you've seen some of the things, his drawings, all that very creative guy, artistic guy, just a, you know, just a, a good dude all around. So it was, it was a great documentary biography. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Yep. And though the one I, I know you haven't watched yet that you need to, it was the first one I watched because the old wife likes the Bellas. She loves the Bellas. So we watched that one, dude, like the shit about like, you got to watch that one. So Brie had some rough shit, but Nikki, my God, the shit that girl went through, like in her life is just unreal. I mean, they talk about their dad who, you know, wasn't really around and, you know, the mom now, uh, Mrs. Laurinaitis, uh, she's, she's got Bell's palsy, you know, she's in the interviews on that. She's got Bell's palsy real bad and you can see it like worse than Jr. Like it, it's rough. And, you know, you see that she talks about, you know, in high school, she was, uh, she was a, a rape victim twice, like, just unreal shit, you know, and then her injury that she had on, in her neck, her neck injury, like all this shit. You're like, oh, my God. Like, and it was a great story about them. And, and you know, so far I've, I've watched the three. I watched DX, which was good. And I figured, you know, I pretty much knew all of that about DX and Sean. And, you know, Sean's like, yeah, it must have been the drugs, you know. And he talks about uh, it. And you're like, wow. Who now, by the way, is the uh, vice president of talent relations, I think, or creative yep. Which yeah, was, and they just and they just brought uh, Road Dog back. Was it what was Sean though? Was it talent relations or creative? Maybe it was, uh, I thought it was creative. Uh, yeah, vice president creative. Because he's like now right under Triple H. Yeah, and they brought Brian James back. Um, I didn't uh, some and they, and they let go of uh, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's gone. 
He got released. Yes, I did, I did see that. Yep. Yeah, he is the vice president of talent. Well, it's kind of a mix of what you said, Bear. Vice president of talent development creative is Shawn Michaels' new position. So he's, you know, he's right there, uh, right under Triple H, who's what he's the he's head of creative and um, mm-hmm. what is his exact role? I think he's he's head of creative and something. He's vice president of executive vice president of talent. And so, although no, that was in July. So uh, he's head of WWE creative. Okay. We know that. That's just wild. I can see of, vice, yeah, vice president of talent would make sense then. Yeah. He would be uh, the president. I mean, she's the president and Nick Khan is the COO, right? That's how all that they're, 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 so Stephanie and Nick Khan are co CEOs. Okay. So they're, they're both good. So they're both Vince, you know, they're yeah. co CEOs, which is good because you got it from a business standpoint, which is Nick Khan, and you got the wrestling side in her. And she's yeah. a bit, she's a very savvy businesswoman too. Don't get me wrong, but it's good to have kind of both because you don't have to deal with, want like whatever Vince says goes like that's not the case anymore and you're starting to see it and we just saw it last night I, I I talked about it with I know Cody just Cody's always a pessimist about everything and uh um but you know he doesn't like to hold day de- well I talked to Peapod too because they, they're very similar on yeah. WWE so I wanted to see what he said he's like oh Dexter Loomis really and I'm like that was like the other day last night on uh Raw so last night we're recording on Tuesday, Dexter Loomis was there. So first off, there was a match, like all the matches have been fantastic, by the way, you had last night, um, last night on raw, you had the, one of them was dolphin and Finn Balor again, amazing match. Uh, and Rhea Ripley kind of paid into how that match ended and it worked out. I mean, it doesn't make Dolph look bad and it puts Finn over and Rhea just does what they're supposed to. It, it builds up their, their heel personas. And um, the, from there, they had a tag match with uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Miz against AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. And it was a good match. And then, you know, AJ's on the outside. And then all of a sudden you see he's leaning on, on the barricade. Somebody grabs him and you're like, the fuck. And then like all these security guards grab him and they're pulling this guy away. You're like, Oh, it's a work. You know, you could see it. And then Miz is on the other side. AJ runs over to him at his barricade. He kicks AJ right in the face. Miz kind of falls out, you know, on the barricade. And then a guy, the security guard stands up, takes his helmet off. It's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> he grabs him in like a, in a sleeper and just pulls him over the barricade and just walks him backwards all the way down the steps. I was going to say, I, I like what they're doing with him. I think that's a solid storyline. Oh, mean, it's fantastic. The fact and, that it, if you don't like that, I'm a little bit disappointed in you. And then Chad Gable fought, um, Chad Gable fought Kevin Owens last night. Hmm. Edge fought Damian Priest on the on the main event. I'm like, dude, Triple H knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. And even before that, Johnny Gargano came out and he's back. You know, he's one of Triple H's guys. And he came back and just to people were just applauding like crazy cheering him on. You got the Johnny wrestling chance, you know, when he was trying to talk and then, uh, old, uh, theory came out, Austin theory, who used to be the protege of Johnny Gargano. And then, you know, Johnny Gargano super kept super kicked him. And cause theory being the heel that he is natural heel, just talking shit like, Hey, 
now I'm the veteran and you're the rookie, you know, doing that <laughs> shit. So he's like, I've accomplished everything that you wanted to while you've been gone. So I'm like, good. That's a great buildup. One show already shot him yeah. both to the moon. And, you know, I know Cody's, well, we'll see where we're at at the end of the year. I'm like, dude, it's so much better under Triple H. I said, just watch. The matches have been better. Bailey fought last night. You know, she she had a match last night, finally. Um, Io, Io Sky and Dakota Kai fought um, Ashka and Alexa. And Trish was there because it was in Toronto. So she was, you know, open the show. And then that women's match, tag match was good. It ended up on a roll-up. It was a like she didn't see the tag. And Ashka thought she tapped made the one uh made Dakota Kai tap out. And the EOS guy comes in and rolls her up and it's over. I'm like, cool. Like you're it's not a false finish, it's something a little different. And we're gonna need all this crazy shit. So Triple H is just he's just shooting it. You know, he knows exactly what people want. He doesn't have to listen to the old man Vince. Triple H isn't stupid. We know that. No, people are just going to bitch to bitch, though. That's mm-hmm. what that's what people do best because that's what all wrestling fans do. They bitch to bitch. Yeah, and, and it's been it's been fun to watch. Like, you see Johnny Gargano come back, and you're like, all right, we got Clash at the Castle on, I think it is September 3rd. So when we're watching, when we're watching that football game, I'll have Clash at the Castle on the other TV. And AEW is like, on that Sunday. Sunday when we're watching the draft. So we'll have two oh, we're doing the draft next week. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, we got to do both picks next week. Parrot, be ready. We're going left, right, left, right, left, right. You got to stay in second. Both wrestlings next week. We got a boatload of wrestling picks, but that's next week. We don't have to worry about yep. it. Next week. Right, right, parrot. Left, right, left, right for you. Yep, just like that with the computer. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Now, what about let, let's hop into that's enough about wrestling. How about UFC, Bear? You take like I fell asleep. Oh. So you saw what ha- I watched the highlight, but you got to go into what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we got home from the wedding Saturday night about 11, right around then. So I got in right at the Bashiri match, uh, which was, uh, which was a good fight. Um, very good fight. But Bashiri is the dude is just um, a fucking tank, man. He does not stop. And Aldo got tired. So uh, he ended up winning a decision. Um did Pedro knock out Hunsucker? Oh uh, yeah, just like what you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunsucker's terrible. Um, I'm trying to think who was who was the co. Why am I blanking? Paulo Costa and Luke Rockhold. Oh yeah, that was a fucking insane fight, dude. Absolutely insane. Rockhold, I'm pretty sure broke his nose early, gassed out because he hasn't fought in three years, and was taking a beating. A fucking beating. I don't know how he did not get knocked out or anything. The dude is a lion. Um, ends up coming out and just, I mean, he is just hitting Paulo with just left, which I could have knocked him out at any point. I can't believe it didn't. Uh, Costa, I mean, absolutely dominated him, but Rockhold just came back and he was so, I mean, he was literally mid, mid-match. I mean, like second round, hands on his knees. They're waiting for Costa just to hit him so he could take a break. Like that's how gassed he was. It was insane. Nothing I've ever seen before. I they had to get fight of the night. If they didn't, I'd be shocked. And then Rockhold retired after that. He said he just can't do the shit anymore. Told Joe just can't do it anymore. Um, as I've seen here, he goes no, nothing against Cost or anything. He goes, but I just he goes, I'm done. Can't do it. No need to. So Rockhold retired. Um, and then yeah, Usman and Edwards. Uh, Edwards came out in the first round, just just firing. Um, won the first round um, easily. Almost could have choked out Usman. Had him in a rear naked with a minute and a half left um, with a body triangle on him. 
and couldn't put them away. Um, they went to the second. Usman just started whooping on them. I mean, just absolutely beating them like no other. Um, and that happened in the third round. And that happened in the fourth round. And then it happened in the first two minutes of the fifth round. And, you know, you're kind of sitting there and you're just, um, I'm, my eyes are starting to go. I'm like, okay, whatever. Usman won this fight. He, he just, all he's got to do is just not get knocked out. Right. Standing up with him and just waiting and waiting and Usman isn't doing much. And Edwards throws a faint right. Usman blocks on the left side and Edwards comes up with a left high kick and knocks him out. Shin right to the jaw out fucking cold. I mean, everyone was shocked because I didn't even see what happened. Like I was like, it hit and they like move camera angles and you couldn't see. And they're like, what the fuck? And then they just go to Usman. He's laying on the ground, eyes wide open, staring right up at the sky. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. One of the best comebacks I've ever seen in a UFC fight. Um, but again, man, that's what happens. Like I get it. Usman, he's a champion. That's what champs do. They're not going to do that. But all he had to do was stay away, run away, lay and pray, take him down, do whatever, anything, anything except what just happened there with a minute, 57 seconds left in that fight, 57 seconds left. He would have tied Anderson Silva's record for most UFC wins in a row and gets knocked out. So he finished at 15 straight wins. Anderson Silva's record of 16 still holds today, um, which is insane. Thought it was going to get broken. And even they were like, they're like, well, Edwards just needs to finish. I mean, if he goes to a decision, it's like a win for him. It'll be good for his career. But everyone, the announcers were like, yeah, this is it. Whatever. Usman's in cruise control. He gets knocked out. And I guess that's why you got to love MMA. You just never know what's going to happen. But yeah, absolutely insane. I mean, took a shin right to the chin and just got dropped. And, and Edwards saw it. I mean, he, he went in to go punch him again and stopped. He saw he was out cold. <laughs> insane. So yeah, it was that was nuts, dude. That was nuts. I'm I'm happy I stayed up for that because I was close to falling <laughs> close to falling asleep there. So absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, Usman and and I think what's gonna happen is just like the Noons fight. Usman's gonna get his rematch and he's gonna win that belt back. He will. Yep. That won't happen again. That, that will not happen again. So, yep. And we and we got um you know, next weekend when I, I, I haven't confirmed it, but I think we're going to do the diaper party. Um, you got Cyril Gain and Taito Avasa on the UFC fight night, which will be in, you know, in new, at noon fight night at noon, mm-hmm. um, nine yeah, Pacific. No, yeah. No, no UFC this week. They're off this week. Yep. And so the Cyril Gain and, and, uh, Taito Avasa will be at noon. So their fight will be at about three or four, and then, you know, you just lead in, we'll, we'll watch that probably doing the whole diaper thing, probably do it at like three or four o'clock. I don't know. I haven't decided. And then we got the Buckeyes at eight, seven or eight, eight, seven 30, seven 30. So we got the Buckeyes in. we got clash at the castle that day. It's a busy day. It's Robbie, Robbie in the lobby's 59th birthday. Like nice. 10 just more a, and that'll be even better for him. Yes, it will. 69er. <laughs> and so. It's going to be it's a crazy couple of weeks and we got draft on the fourth. We're going to golf apparently on the fourth. We're, it's going to be a great weekend. Next weekend's going to be a great weekend. Buckeyes are going to whoop the shit out of Notre Dame. I can't wait. And it's uh, going to be it's going to be a busy one. It's going to be wild, but it's going to be fun. That's for yeah, sure. it's going to be great. So, yeah, UFC was wild this week. It was good to see. Um, just a quick update on high school football. We know uh, we, we got a few teams of support now. Otsego won 18 to 12. 
over, I think, Winford. And uh, so congrats to Otsego. They win local school here. Um, it's nice to see them out there winning games. And, you know, they won the last two years. They were really good and they lost a lot of their talent. And they got a new football coach this year. So they won 18 to 12. Uh, football coaches. What's that? A couple new football coaches. Yeah, several. And then uh, uh, they play Van Buren this week, 7 o'clock at home. Uh, I was thinking about going to either, you know, one of the home games. I could go to that one. But next week's the big game, Liberty Center. Um, who knows? Liberty Center is usually good, so we'll see how they do this week. Um, but, you know, yeah. we got a big game this week, too. Yeah, Anthony Wayne's got St. John's this week. At St. John's, they just were home to Finley. Finley's always a tough matchup for them. They were down six. What nine to six? What? Yeah. What was it? Three field goals or no? They were they were down six zero, and then uh, they scored a touchdown, missed the extra point, and uh, from there they kicked a field goal at the end. Yep. Sixes then, yeah. Well, good for them. I saw nine six, and I was like, that's wild. But okay, beat that's that's all. Beat Finley. Do the same thing to the Johnnies this weekend. Yeah, they um, we're going to see because last year, so just going back one year, last year they played Finley at, at Finley and they lost. Yeah, they lost 14 and they lost to St. John's mm-hmm. 22 to 20. So they started the season 0 and 2 and then come out and, you know, won the next eight games to finish 8 and 2. And then they won their first game in the playoffs 34 nothing. Then they lost to Highland Medina 38 14 in the playoff in the second round of the playoffs. So, this year, you know, they're they're already they already got one back in beating Finley. Revenge tour. Yeah, they're on. They're definitely on that revenge tour, and uh, they got to beat St. John's. It's at St. John's. It's not going to be an easy game. Um, St. John's is zero and one though. They did lose in week one. And they they lost. They lost to Dublin Kaufman. Yeah, it's a tough team. So they lost fourteen to seven. Uh, Dublin Kaufman, as you said, is a good team. Um, last year, I'm not sure what they did last year, but, um, yeah, they're one and oh right now, but yeah, St. John's is and one, but you know, they, it, it should be interesting. I mean, we're going to see. And then, uh, I think from there, old a dub has, uh, Whitmer. So yep. not, three not easy non-conference games. They're no. not easy games. No, Finley, they, yeah, they start off three and zero. Um, they'll have a chance to run the table with really their only test is probably going to be Perrysburg. Perrysburg, Perrysburg at Anthony Wayne this year, if I'm not mistaken. So you they, are correct. Yeah, they played them in Perrysburg last year, so that'll be the tough one from there. Um, and just they actually sold out this past week, by the way. Oh, I bet they're going to sell out. Quite a bit. I mean, at St. John's, there's going to be a lot of Anthony Wayne people there. I mean, it's only over on Pennsylvania, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's not that far away. So they'll, I bet they'll pack that, uh, they'll pack that visitor side this week. Um, and as we get in, college football does start Saturday the 27th. There are no top 10 games. So we are not picking anything. Um, just wanted to give everyone a heads up. But um, really, the quote unquote, Big game of the week, I get or the of Saturday, I guess you could say, would be Nebraska at Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, twelve thirty kickoff on Fox. Um, there is another Big Ten team in play, and that would be Illinois. They're playing Wyoming at Illinois, a four o'clock game. Florida State is playing, but they're playing uh, Duke Cassine, so nobody. Uh, North Carolina is playing Florida A&M, so a nobody. And those are really your top schools. Vanderbilt is at Hawaii. That's not really a, a top matchup there, so not much excitement. 
Um, but college football does start Saturday the 27th here this weekend. So uh, watch a little college football, Nebraska at Northwestern in Dublin. Um, be some nice gritty Big Ten football probably. So it should be fun. Um, and then next week we'll talk more football because we got obviously that'll be the start of our college football year. We have games on Thursday. Michigan State plays on Friday like they normally do. Uh, our University of Toledo plays on Thursday, um, which we may want to get tickets to. They're playing Long Island, so I'm sure that there will be plenty available. So, what, what, what day? Uh, Thursday the 1st, September 1st. UT okay. plays at home against Long Island and should blow the shit out of them. I'm down. So, Pair, are you down? Maybe we'll get some ticks. Is the Parate still here? What's up? You down? Yeah. yeah we, you we just said you're going to give us 100 bucks a piece, so thank you. You said you're down for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, I asked I wanted to go to a football game. No, you, no we said you're going to give us 100 bucks a piece, and you said, I'm down. So we'll wait for that. We take cash, check, or money order. So we got I'm going to I'm gonna have to call the replay booth on this one, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to wait you'll have to wait till thursday when it comes out and you'll forget by then <laughs> he might so we've got yeah we've got a lot of a lot of things for next week a lot of football you know parent and i were looking at i was looking at um barry you'll appreciate this too you can get a mini game package for uh michigan state you can just get like on the east or west side or you know higher up which it's not high up like ohio state and it's 218 bucks for a three game pack. And one of the games is Ohio state and you can pick the other two. You just can't pick Wisconsin. Um, or you can pick Wisconsin and two, just not Ohio state. And I'm like, huh? So for two eighteen, and then if you want to sit more like in the middle, like closer to the field, like on the 40, you pay like an extra, I think it's three or 400 or 500 per uh, ticket, which makes sense. Cause you're closer, but I'm like, shit, I'll sit in the end zone for 218 bucks for three yeah, games. Not, yeah. That's not bad at all. One of them being Ohio state. Yeah, Fuck man. the Ohio state ticket alone could be two eighteen. Let's say that's 65 bucks a ticket. That's not bad. No. So you know, that's, uh, that's pretty solid. We're looking at that potentially, but it just depends on, uh, the birth of my child. So I'm like, all right, I could, uh, pick a couple of these games. You got Michigan state. I think their first game's Akron on Friday night. Um, and then Ohio no, state, they play, they play Western or Western Michigan. They play Akron too. I think that's second week. Yeah. That might be week two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Week two, September 10th. Um, We'll and get then, that. We'll get that nice Michigan State twenty-seven to a eighteen win when they're a twenty-two point favorite over Western, like they do every year. Uh, I, I always take, I always take the away team just in case. Michigan State the, loves Michigan State loves to not perform on that first Friday night. Yeah, and so when they're when they have Western, you know, it's a Friday night home game, which is typical of them. Um, and then on the 17th we're at farm tour they're at washington so then they got a game on the 10th they're at home against akron they got ohio state october 8th um and then like the other home games they're playing play. michigan at michigan this year yep 29th um but hey mel tucker's 2-0 and against uh dipshit so that's okay oh, i hope they i hope they i hope they beat that booger eating loser yep and then you got uh the other options are like the Rutgers game or the uh, Indiana game. Indiana is always a fun game though. Yeah. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, you know, it just depends on who, who Ohio state plays in what week, like Ohio state's got Indiana on the 12th and they get, uh, they get Michigan on the 26th. 
which obviously is at noon because it's always at noon. But something else, you know, it's too bad I'm at farm tour because Ohio State plays at home to UT this year. So that'll be a fun one. Yeah, um, we went and saw them back when they played about 11 years ago at Cleveland because it was a Lido home game, but they played at Cleveland Stadium and we got to be on the field for that. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was good, but it, it, it'll be a it'll be a good little uh, good little run here. As long as Ohio State take care of Notre Dame, I think they play Arkansas State the week after, then Toledo, um, and then some other shitty team, and then they get in the Big Ten play. I think so. Yeah, and their their schedule is pretty favorable this year. Their um the first four five first five games for Ohio State are at home. At home. Yep. Um, I think the first away games, Michigan State. Yeah. And they play, do they play Wisconsin the week before that or two weeks before that? Two weeks. Two weeks before. Who do they play in between or is that a bye week? It's Rutgers. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, so after Michigan State, week. they got a week off and then they're home to Iowa. Then they go at Penn State, at Northwestern, home to Indiana, at Maryland, home to Michigan. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it should be, a, like you said, it, it, we, we did our college picks, go back and listen, but. Um, it, you know, it should be a favorable year for the Buckeyes and they got the team to do it. And if that defense steps up, like Jim Knowles is saying, they should be, Jim Knowles says they're top five in every other category. There's no reason why they shouldn't be top five in defense, which is an attitude I'd love to see. So it's exciting. Um, and hopefully he, he brings that to them. All cornerbacks are healthy. The line is healthy. The linebackers are healthy. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. So they should lose another game. So my excitement drops quick, but that yep. works. So <laughs> we'll see enough uh, of football. We'll talk plenty about that next week. Let's uh, quickly get into golf because we're on the last week of golf. Yep. Last week. So for the first time, first time in the FedEx Cup playoffs, I think if I read that correct, Patrick Cantlay defended his title. Um, people have won back-to-back weeks in the FedEx Cup playoffs. People have done that, but no one's defended their title from the year before in the FedEx Cup playoffs in the, I think, eight or ten years or however long they've been doing it. Cantlay is the first one. He ended at the BMW and won this week, um, beating Scott Stallings by one stroke, Scotty Scheffler and Xander Souffle, as Dub would say, by three strokes, K.H. Lee, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, all tied for fifth at ten under. Rahm, McElroy, Pendrith, and Neiman were all at eight under, or I'm sorry, nine under um, in, in the top ten there. So your, well, first, um, before we have going into last week, we had um, uh, Dub took Xander, who, by the way, had a birdie putt that he missed, which could have made Cantlay the one seed, but Scheffler stays the one seed, as I'll get into it here in a minute. Uh, Morikawa, who shot 79 on Sunday, like a piece of shit, um, <laughs> got me all the way to 44th, or I would have got a top 10 there. Not that it matters anyways. Uh, they had Cam Young, who had 23. Cody didn't pick, so he got C. Woo! Kim, who finished dead last, and Parrot took Sep Straka with a 28. Um, so going into this week, we have this is going to be your top 30 or 29, however you want to put it, because Will Zalatoris is not playing this week. He has two herniated discs in his back, which he played with. He injured sometime in round one and played round two and half of round three and finally withdrew. And by the way, I think he was only one over in round three before he withdrew. So it's not like he was playing bad. 
um, went to the doctor, found out he had two herniated discs. So he is done for the year. He probably will not be back until next year. So your standings, starting at even, you will have Aaron Wise, Adam Scott, Salith Thigala, K.H. Lee, J.T. Poston. At one under, you'll have Brian Harmon, Corey Connors, Billy Horschel, Tom Hoagie. At two under, I'm sorry, another one under, Colin Morikawa. At two under, you'll have Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, Joaquin Neiman, Hideki Matsuyama, Max Homa. At three under, you'll have Matt Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Scott Stallings, Justin Thomas, and uh, John Rahm. John Rahm, yep. Four under, you'll have Sung J.M., Tony Fina, Sepp Straka, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, and sorry, my leaderboard cut off. Five under will be Sam Burns. Thank you. Six under, Xander Schauffele. Seven under would have been Will Zalatoris, not in it this week. Eight under, Patrick Cantlay, your defending champion. And ten under, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Who Dub has this week? Scotty Scheffler. I already took Hovland, so I'll have Hovland down there. And Gray has Xander Souffle. Parrot, what do you got? I'm going to go with uh, Neiman this week. Joaquin. Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. I would give him to you, but you already took him. And you don't get Joaquin Neiman this week. I don't. Of course, the week you took Scotty Scheffler, he missed the, missed the cut. Right. <laughs> you took Hovland, who missed the cut. You got Burns, who got a dub. You got Scott. Did you take Cantlay? I don't think you took Patrick Cantlay. If I haven't taken Cantlay, I want him. There you go. That'll be your guy. I thought I took him. Nope. Yeah. So I thought that's I here. thought that's a peanut potter junior, but it's just parrot potter junior. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick because Cantley. and because we love our uh, buddy who is working really hard right now, um, Cody. Let's go with uh, oh, Will Zalatoris. And <laughs> now we got let's give him Adam Scott. How about that? All right. Adam. <laughs> let's give him Adam Scott there. So, Perfect. well, there's only one shot left. I'm sorry, two shots left. Cody does have Cantlay, who has the best shot. Um, I got Rom, who's up there. So we do have two shots left. Um, Gray already wrapped up the regular season golf title by dominating everybody. And I am in, I might finish third because <laughs> Dub has overtaken me. Oh my God, he did overtake you. He did, yeah. So I need Hovland to uh, out outplay. Um, Let's outplay see what the, third, so it's going to be tough. 1197 to 12.09. So you got to beat him by 13 positions. That's going to be a tough one. So I have a feeling I'm going to take a third place here, but maybe John Rom will come up and uh, get me a tr- get me a title by winning me the, the playoff title. So, so. so, so I am up by 324 points. Like Thank if God I can finish in the top of January, if I can finish in the top 24, though, man, I could stay under 900. That's pretty solid. I'm done. I'm Next year, I'm not doing the strategy I did this year. I'm done with that shit. So. I want to see what last year, what the total points was for last year. Do we have the same number of tournaments? Oh, yeah. Dub killed us last year. He had 908. Yeah, because yeah, he had the six missed cuts in a row. <laughs> yeah, so he was at 908. So right now I'm going for, for Dub's record. Unless 2020, do we have the same number? No, we only had 26 tournaments, so that doesn't yeah, count. We, yep. We didn't play that much in that one. And you won that year. Yep. So we've had – we'll have three different winners. We've had three different winners in golf. Do we have uh, – Dub and you. 
and Cody could win. Cody could win the uh, the FedEx Cup. So this was golf year one. Oh, that's when I barely won. So nine sixty one. So yeah, Dub's the the best right now. So I won year one. Dub won year two. Uh, you won year three. <laughs> so we're going for a repeat winner. So I'm talking. Yeah. Parrot was Parrot was there, and then he then he disappeared. Remember, he left the show for a while. He got a vacant. I like that. We gave him a vacant. <laughs> <laughs> Poor parrot. But now the parrot's back. Love it. Love it. So yeah. So um, golf definitely we uh, are up and down in. So so yeah, we we may give another uh, may give another title away. Uh, pending on FedEx Cup winner this week, so it's possible. Um, and then we're done with golf until January, everybody. So I don't know if you've seen this yet. Here's the uh, early released uh, pictures yeah. of 2K23, yep. and then the other one for PlayStation mm-hmm. comes out in uh, I heard October. Okay, that's true. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, something I wanted to get into before we get into NASCAR. So a few things I read. Uh, these are all basketball related. I was just cracking up. Um, well, three of them were basketball related. And then we got a, a fight one. I forgot to mention a UFC. Uh, this came from ESPN. Dominic Cruz on his recent loss said, not to make excuses, but Herb Dean smelled like Jack Daniels and marijuana. I think a better ref would know I was seconds away from knocking out Vera, even though he got knocked out. Cruz is, I hate Dominic Cruz. He's a loser. Yep, and then uh, the Broncos are officially were officially sold, obviously two weeks ago. So Walton is the richest owner in the NFL at fifty nine billion. I try to tell people that too. Is look, there's five. I think there's five Walton kids. So if it was one heir to the throne, they would be the richest. You know, the richest huh. person. The yep. Waltons, but they're not the richest franchise, and that would stick to the Dallas Cowboys, who are worth eight billion dollars, by the way, who is the richest franchise in all of sports that is including European soccer where man you and teams like that are worth a lot of money so the Cowboys while they continue to not perform on the field continue to perform in the wallet and that's what Jerry Jones cares about yep that's what he cares about not Super Bowls wallet though though they didn't have 17 penalties in the last preseason game so things are looking yeah, let's hope they do that in the regular season. Um, the few basketball things, so Skip Bayless. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron will make $200 million more than Brady in two fewer seasons. That's because Brady took a winner's discount to make his team better. So did Tim Tim Duncan. His last four years, 10 mil, 10 mil, 10 mil, 6 mil. Billionaire Bron, almost 50 mil in 2020 and 2021. Lakers, no shot. Congrats, King. <laughs> so, eh, well... No one gives a shit about Skip Bayless's thoughts, so that works out. Yeah, funny. And then uh, one thing I did, uh, I read about Shaq from his autobiography, Shaq Uncut, my story. The San Antonio Spurs won because of Tim Duncan, a guy I could never break. I could trash, I could talk trash to Patrick Ewing, get in David Robinson's face, get a rise out of Alonzo Mourning, but when I went at Tim, he'd look at me like he was bored. Whenever I run into a, a Tim Duncan fan who will claim Tim Duncan is the GOAT, I won't disagree with him. Good words from Shaq there. I, Duncan, yeah, it's. I heard he can talk shit too, though. Duncan was solid with that too. It's, it's like people talk about Larry Bird when I when I tell people that are younger now. Like I was like, Larry Bird was a straight trash talker. They're like, what? I'm like, oh yeah. yeah he man, would, just they would just laugh shit. at him. He'd be like, hey, I'm gonna catch it right here, and I'm gonna shoot it right in your eye. And I'm gonna make he, it. 
<laughs> I'm going to make it. And then uh, the last thing I read, this was good. So somebody, Robert Reich, put, when you factor in the length of their respective seasons, the average NBA player makes 44 times what the average WNBA player makes, all while playing the same game. Hence, why Griner and other WNBA stars play overseas in countries like Russia to supplement their income. And then libertarians diligently plotting responded NBA revenue 10 billion WNBA 770 million the NBA brings in 143 times more revenue the NBA has to subsidize the WNBA because they're losing so much money economics is hard <laughs> not wrong so I found that pretty interesting oh I was gonna tell you um I don't know if they're still for sale uh, a friend of ours which I could say off the air had uh four four different tickets for sale for Ohio state football games, Arkansas state, Toledo, Wisconsin, and Rutgers. I thought you were going to say for the WM. And I was like, no interest. Thank you though. Yeah. They're section eight, a midway up. A deck. Nice. Is that close? Uh, I haven't been to yeah, a, a deck's good deck. That's the yeah. lower, lower bowl. Is it? Nice. So yeah, that's something I, I don't know if there's still, if there's still several there or not, I'll have to go follow up and see what, uh, what's going on. Toledo, Toledo game has been sold. All listed are up for grabs. So everything but Toledo is there. So now it's, they've got Arkansas state, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Indiana, and Maryland. Hmm. Hmm. Off to reach out two ticks. The, um, but anyway, so let's get into uh, NASCAR because we got to talk about NASCAR. And uh, good week last week. I, uh, you know, we took the dinger. Me and uh, me and old Dub got a two out of the dinger. You had Chase with a four, who you know could have won, won that race, but you know Larson kind of Larson cut him. I mean, not it didn't look intentional because he 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 slid those tires and yeah, they just wasn't, held yeah, that no, break. No, no, no. It, it definitely wasn't intentional. I mean, it was the move, and he made a good point. He said that Chase should have taken that inside and done the same thing to him. He knows the risks of running the outside. He's a winner at this course, and he's right. Chase did the complimentary thing and said, yep, good company win. Good congratulations to Larson as he should have. He was obviously pissed, but of course you are. I mean, why wouldn't you be mad if you didn't win? I'd be pissed. I don't care if my teammate wins. That's what I've never understood about NASCAR is I get it. You got to have teammates. You got to have teams, but it don't mean shit. At the end of the day, on the last lap, your team can have you sit there and lead 199 out of 200 laps on that last lap. They could spin you out and take that million, million and a half, $2 million, whatever they're making. And it does not matter one bit. Because at the end of the day, just like all the announcers saying, everyone says teammates are great until the last lap. And every there are no teammates on the last lap. And everybody says that. It's the same thing. Kyle would do it to Denny. Ross would do it to Suarez. It would happen with everybody. It's okay. It's a race. Hendricks won. Chase is still going to get a nice fat check at the end of the year because Hendricks is winning races. It don't fucking matter. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing and it sucks that you got to lose the race because your teammate he didn't take you out, but he, he slid that break a little, but yeah, it is what it is. So everyone that picked this week or last week at least had a top 10. Unfortunately, Cody didn't pick and he got Kyle Tilly who finished. <laughs> Cody. Uh, but Parrot had Busher at a ninth, which is solid. Chris Busher has been racing hot. And that is why I haven't put in my pick yet this week <laughs> because I don't know who I want to friggin' take. Yeah, I had my pick, but I need, I'm going to switch it because my guy, 
who I had in there, Corey LaJoy, is 71 points out. So even if he wins, he's not going to make the playoff. So let me do, before we do this, I have it up. Let me try to run a quick little rundown here. Um, so we have really scenario number one of, for the playoffs. Uh, no new winner at Daytona. Someone repeats. Someone can't win. Um, the final spot will be decided between Blaney and Truex. And Blaney is 25 points ahead of Truex with one race to go. It's going to be really hard. Blaney's going to pretty much have to wreck super early. Um, He'll take it easy the whole race. Like before stage one, because you only get, I mean, you know, you get 10 stage points. So Truex at best without winning can earn 29 stage points, 29 playoff points. And he's 25. So it's going to be really hard for him to catch up pending Blaney doesn't, you know, win, get any stage points at all, which he's been doing that the last couple of races. He's staying out of these stages and Truex hasn't. That's why he's 25 points ahead of him. Um, scenario number two, there are 16 winners, which could get a little bit wild. Um, so the 16 drivers who win a race in the 26 race regular season would advance to the playoffs pending they are ranked 30th or better in the regular season standings, which in Gray's point he just made, Corey LaJoy is not. So if Corey LaJoy wins, he can't make the playoffs. If That means if there is a new winner at Daytona that fits those qualifications, both Blaney and Truex would fail to advance to the postseason, which is crazy, unless obviously they are the winners. Uh, if there's a snare- Well, you could say this. One of those two isn't making it. Yes, that is correct. One of those two will not make it. Which is unbelievable. Yep, which is crazy. Um, And if they're tied in points, which would be nuts, um, and there is a repeat winner, then either Truex or Blaney will advance to the postseason via points. If they tie the tiebreaker heading to Daytona, Blaney holds the tiebreaker in this scenario. His third-place finish at Nashville Super Speedway is his best of the year. Truex's best finish of the year is fourth. However, if the two dive, if the two drivers finish in a points tie for the final spot, and Martin Truex Jr. finishes second, second, the, yep, he'll that go. Would, that would break that tiebreak. So that's really going to be it. Now, that's not stating as well that anyone else who can make the playoffs, which I can pull up the standings. Where are the playoff standings? We can tell you who can win and get in. Problem is, yeah, I got the standings right here. All right, pull them up because NASCAR.com is being stupid. Yeah, basically, you got Truex, he wins, he's in. Blaney, he wins, he's in. Eric Jones, Eric Almarola, Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, Chris Boucher, Justin Haley, Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse, Cole Custer, Brad Kozlowski, Harrison Burton, Ty Dillon, Todd Gilliland. Any one of those guys can make it. It's going to be fucking wild. It is. I mean, it's it's going to be. This might be the craziest race we've ever seen. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm so excited to watch this race because there's a lot of good super speedway racers. Bubba is solid. Uh, Dylan is solid. Michael McDowell has a win at Daytona. I mean, there's a lot of good super speedway. And Blaney and Truex both well ish at super speedways but you i mean you know the crazy part is when everyone wrecks and harrison burton gets 
16 spot. I mean, anything is possible. It's going to be nuts or Cole Custer, or hell, Ricky Stenhouse, but we all know he's going to spin out by lap 30. So we're not too. <laughs> so we got to come back to this. Um, damn. I took Justin Haley at Daytona at the beginning of the year. That's somebody that can do it. That's who I'm taking. Justin Haley? Yep. See, I, I, kind of, I could stick with LaJoy, who has the fourth best finish in the last six races. Average finish at 12th. But he's not going to go. Like, and then you go down the line, and there's not a lot of people there. I mean, the best one is, like, Chris Boucher. But he only has one top five here. But he's been racing well. He's been hot lately the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to have to do, man. I'm going to have to get rid of Corey LaJoy because he's not in. I took him when he was still in the top, in the top. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Boucher, man. Well, you took him for, oh, I took him. Career, God so not. damn it. I can't. I know it sucks to suck because that's going to be my guy. So you go right ahead and pick whoever else you want. Sucks to suck is right. I'm going to go Busher this week. I kind of have to. I, I mean, my only other choice in the matter would have been Michael McDowell, who raced well at Watkins Glen, but I got to go Busher this week. He's just been racing too good, and I'm sure he'll flip over six times since I picked him. But <laughs> Let's see. Man, that's going to be... Well, you got you got. I don't think you've taken Harrison Burton. Yeah, I still don't think I'm going to take Harrison Burton. You never, hey, you never know. If he keeps it clean, you never know. Who else are our other guys here? Ty Dillon. You could take Ty. I mean, Ty races well at the super speedways. He was close to one of my picks too. Cole Custer is Cole Custer, but out of all people who you could see winning that thing, you fucking Cole Custer. Cold custard. Or you could just go super wild and take uh, Cody Ware. Or I stick with Corey LaJoy. Yeah. He, do he, that. Can't, he, he can't get in, so he's not going to race as hard. He's just going to try to keep a solid Bullshit. car. Bullshit. He's racing for money. This is true. He's, he's still racing for money. He's still racing for sponsors and stuff. He's still got to race. You know what? I'm going to... I, I got to stick with it. You're right, man, because he he does well here. Just give me Corey LaJoy. I'll stick with it. Who should we give Cody? Let's see who he's taking. Took Bubba. Has he, ta- he took Chase Elliott. Has he taken Ryan Blaney yet? Yeah, he took him under Burton. He's taking Truex? Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, Martin yeah, McTruex. Early, early, yep. He took McDowell. At he, got a, he got a fifth out of Corey LaJoy. And he got a seven out of McDowell. <laughs> uh, McDowell's solid, though. He's been having a good year. He's somebody I could see him winning the race. He hasn't taken his – he hasn't like, – give him Ty Dillon. He took Ty Gibbs. Give him Ty Dillon. How about that? He hasn't taken Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon's a good one. He doesn't take an Austin. Do you want to give him Austin Dillon or Ty Dillon? I don't think he's taking Austin Dillon. 
No. Yeah, Austin Dillon might be the better one. Let's give him Austin. Austin Dillon for him. All right. Last race for the playoffs. It's gonna be a crazy one. Make sure you watch. And then we got then we get to reset. We get to reset and get 10 drivers to the finish. So it'll be some fun there. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know. It's NASCAR. Perry, you excited to watch a NASCAR race? Yeah. I haven't watched any this year. Don't sound so excited. And this is going to be the best one you might ever see. Like better than Bristol? Oh, yeah. I mean, there you've got, you've got essentially 15 guys. Well, yeah. 15 guys are racing to make it into the playoffs. Any of these 15 guys win, they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So that's if you go – Yeah, so just going by, you know, we went by who won. So the guys that – here's your guys that, that can make it, Parrot. Martin Truex, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones. That That's somebody to think about too. But I don't think he traditionally races well here. Yeah, he's got. But he's but he's been racing. Well. I mean, he had a top ten at Watkins Glen. I don't think he's had a top ten at a road course. He's just been, and he had a good run at Michigan. He's been racing well as well lately. Yep, Almirola could do it. Pushing these cars. Almirola's another one. Austin well, Dillon. And you got to remember, it's Almirola's last season, so I wouldn't be surprised if he took a dub here this week and got in, got himself into the playoffs. Last season, I've been waiting for him to kind of sneak one out. Like he did last year, and he hasn't yet. So, and you got Bubba Wallace, Chris Boucher, Justin Haley, Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Cole Custer, Brad Kozlowski, Harrison Burton, Ty Dillon, Todd Gilliland. I hope Todd Gilliland does it. That would be great. <laughs> Old thirty-eight car rolls in, has had four DNFs and one top ten this year. Wins a race. Where the hell did he get a top ten? Probably Daytona. I think it was Talladega. I was about to say, I guarantee the super speedway. Like, how did – where did he finish? Let's see where he finished. He finished eighth at the all-star race. Wow, shock. Fourth at Indy Motor Speedway Road Course. Oh, okay. Since then, he's – so here's here's his last six races. 25th, 25th, 4th, 27th, 27th, 38th. So a good one to come in there for the last one would do it. Get him in the playoffs. Talladega, he finished 27th. Atlanta, 27th. Daytona, 33rd. I don't think we can count on Todd Gilliland. Never know. Just never know. Harrison Burton has – so out of the 46 drivers who are here to be ranked, he's last in uh, average finish because he's only raced there once and he finished 39th. So he wrecked in the first Daytona race this year. Yep. Nothing better than a last and a dub. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. That's right. Well, this week you probably will be, unless you're Blaney, as long as uh, someone else who already has a first is first. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I think you see Blaney out there just spinning everybody out. All 15 guys, spins them out. 14 guys, 
or or watch you watch Truex spin him out on the first lap, <laughs> wreck him. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be there would be a fight and it would be awesome. I would I'd love every minute of it. Can't wait, Parrot. We're gonna have a good time. What time's the race this weekend? Seven thirty eight. Seven, I think. Actually, it says seven, so probably seven thirty. Parrot, we're gonna have some fun. Yes, we will. Yes. So uh, that's it for sports and wrestling and UFC and for me. Thanks to Wes Anderson. Thanks for uh, thanks thanks for Wes Anderson. Thanks to Wes Anderson. Thanks to All Work Clothing, Crano Squad and Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, Sparty Steve, and to Progressive because they are listed here on RacingReference.info. Nice. So, thanks, Flo. As always, have, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Boogity, 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 boys. Let's go wrecking. What about Jake from State Farm? Uh, he's trash. Oh.